a computer voice just told us that the recording is in progress. Welcome to the only Star Trek podcast that exists on the internet. Welcome. Welcome. I am, I am, uh, uh, Praetor. Wasn't that, wasn't that a, a, a title? Yeah. In one of the episodes. I am Arbiter. I am First Citizen Peter. I am. Oh, shit. What was her title? <laughs> You're I'm gro- oh, shit. <laughs> Your groppler. Groppler. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> right? Remember Groppler Zorn? Yes. Um, okay. As is our custom, we shall now... What do we want to do? We want to play the trailer the, for the episode? Mistress Beata, the elected one. That's... <laughs> that's, me. that's, that's you. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's watch the trailer. Okay, here's the, here's the trailer. For When the Bow Breaks, which aired on February 15th, 1988. Here we go. Next time. On Star Trek, the next generation. Saucer section reports six more children are gone. Wesley and the children of the Enterprise become kidnapped victims. You've just committed an act of utter barbarity. In a desperate plot to rebuild a dying planet. We want to go home. I will never let her go. And mysterious alien defenses. Shields inoperable, sir. Leave the crew helpless to save them. On Star Trek, the next generation. I like the way he says Star Trek. Star Trek. That guy, that guy, such an such an iconic voice. Um, Star Trek. We'll get into the episode, <laughs> but we gotta we gotta go through our other customs. Mm-hmm. So or, number uh, one, cultural relevance. Here to set the scene is what we're doing. Welcome, mm-hmm. welcome to all of our listeners. Hello, new and returning. Um. I don't I don't think I've ever heard this song. So, we'll say the name once once it's playing a little bit. So this is the number 1 song on February 15th, 1988. One day one day before my birthday. This is not it. This is an ad. I, this is it. I do like that saxophone. There's a beach. I'm actually digging this. The like heavy reverb uh, drums. Yeah. So this is... The band is Expose and the song title is seasons change and it's like the video is like friends or maybe a family like move moving out of a house oh it's the three people in the band i see i feel like one of them just got divorced or something right is this the the chorus Feels chorusy. Yep. Yep. There it is. It's. It feels familiar, and I don't know if it's because a lot of music had the same feel. 
or if the seasons change, but Ooh. is this is that a person of color? Because if so, there's not many uh, multi-racial like girl like three trio pop groups from the 80s. I mean, there was the Spice Girls, but you know? Yeah, let me... Yeah, it's an American Latin freestyle vocal group. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was fine. I would actually listen to that on, like, some kind of 80s station, you know? It's fine. Alright. And now... <laughs> so... Let me give you a little backstory uh-huh. on this on this box office thing. Uh-huh. So, if you look up the the domestic, meaning United States box office, for the the week of February twelfth to the eighteenth in nineteen eighty eight, Good Morning Vietnam, for whatever crazy reason, is number one at the box office for like eight weeks in a row. So, it's a good movie. I need to see it again. It's been a long time. But um, we've already played that trailer, and, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we won't do that to you. But then the weird thing is... Um, oh, I see. I see. Never mind. So then um, I was going to go into something, but I just misread what it says on here. Mm-hmm. Um, so at number two in the box office, just got released... Let's hear this trailer. All right. Mhm. Mhm. And it and by the way, it debuted opening week it made 7,086,209 dollars. Okay? Okay. All right, here we go. Let's hear it. <laughs> An unstoppable killer is on the loose. A killer no one has ever seen in a place no one has ever been. <laughs> Enter FBI Special Expert Warren Stanton. This man is mine. It's the very best. Is that City Forty? I guess yep. the very worst. I'm gonna pull the trigger. And only one will survive. <laughs> Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger. Let her go or die. Shoot to kill. Rated R. Starts Friday at a theater near you. <laughs> What's great is if you look at that list of movies. Yeah. When you look at total gross. Uh, well, that's that's to date. Yeah. I know, but the, like the opening, weekend, and its total gross are the same. Right. So but, like it came out, and then nobody saw it after. I, it came but out. I think that's to date, though. I think that's like if we went to the next year. I mean, next week. Hmm. Um, because I no, yeah, it's it's up until that point. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, got it. Yeah, it's to that date because then yeah, it's still at number two the next week. Um, which I you know I wait, let me see something. We're never going to get to this because it never reached number one. But I'm going to break format here and say we need to watch another trailer. Okay. What are we um, watching? It's one that was at number three that debuted the same the same week. So let's hear this one. 
because this is a better movie and it never made it to number one. Why do they call you action anyway? He's a cop who carries no weapon. This Jackson is so vicious, we don't even let him have a gun. He's a maverick who answers to no one. Rachel, you're missing it. No, I'm watching. I'm trying to keep the cat from yelling. He's a man who's no talk. I bet I can make you change your mind. And all action. How do you like your ribs? He's, by the way, it's Carl Weathers at like peak physical. Yeah. Carl Weathers. Like fire. The muscle definition on this man is in, impeccable. Insane. This this was in 1988, so he had already done Rocky Four and Predator, and those two movies. He's insane. Um, and that line that he said, he just fired a grenade. Uh, he fired a grenade launcher at somebody. Well, first he goes, "How do you like your ribs?" And then fires a grenade launcher, and something blows up. And he's like shoving somebody's. F he's too dangerous. We can't give Action Jackson a, a a gun. And he's like beating the crap out of some guy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like jumping over a cab, doing like a somersault over a cab. Is that the, the dad from uh, Coach? Yeah. yeah. You sure could teach Mr. T a thing or two. Uh, the next time we hang out in person, we have to watch this movie. That's fine. I would. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody jump through one window. Through like across an alley into and, the second window. And then crashes through the second God. window. Please, if whatever you're doing, please watch this trailer. When it calls for action, he's the one to call. If I was to hit you again, you'd probably slam my little body right through that wall. I was thinking about it. Carl Weathers is Action Jackson, and action is on the way. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Good lord, Vanity is in it. Vanity was uh, was uh, Craig Sharon Stone. Oh yeah, Sharon Stone's in it. Um, Craig T. Nelson. That's the guy that that that's the guy that was in Coach, the sure. dad from Coach. Yeah. Um. Clearly, like uh, Carl Weathers trying to cash in on his fame and and be like Shaft, kind of. Yeah, like Shaft meets Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Joel um, Silver produced it. Yeah, that looks great. It looks terrible and great at the same time. Yes. And well, <laughs> and it never reached number one. So that's really sad because that. Yeah, so if we... Looks like it, so much fun. Because that debuted the same week as Shoot to Kill made more money than that. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I would have... Yeah, I would have gone to see. But but you had Sidney Poitier. Yeah, he's a big draw. Yeah. I love... I really like him. Sidney Poitier is a favorite of mine. And people, people definitely remember Action Jackson. I... 
would wager not many people remember Shoot to Kill. Because it no. looked it looked too self-serious. It looked like... Anyways. All right. Well, so that like, was... Shoot to Kill is just such a stupid... It's pretty dumb. Action Jackson looked fun. And Shoot to Kill looked like it was taking itself way too seriously. Okay. Yeah. So, maybe we'll have a special action jackson episode of the only star trek podcast that exists on the that would be amazing oh uh, that would be fun okay so we did that let's just get into the episode yeah let's do it let's start talking about some kids in space good lord uh i know you like this episode a lot you kept messaging me while you were watching it, you're like, Rachel, I think this might be my favorite episode. I think that's what you were saying, right? Did I, I did I read that right? Did I read? Oh, yes. Yes. But I was sort of, what I meant was, um, when I said, fa- what, what did I say? Favorite episode? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, meant, I think you said, this is peak Star Trek. Yeah. What I, what I meant to say was, it's peak... Star Trek, if you flip the graph upside down, and, mm. um, you know, it's like how they, have you seen those graphs where they do crime statistics, and then to, like, mess with people, they've flipped it upside down, and sure, been like, oh, sure. look! Oh, oh, I see, I, I misread it. What yeah, I see this, here is, I hate, 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 hate. I, it, this <laughs> is the worst. The, this... I, I can find redeeming value in many Star Trek episodes. This mm-hmm. is the worst episode I've seen yet. I hate it more than... What was that one that where we just did like a three-minute episode on it because we both hated it so much? Oh, um... Justice or something like that? Oh, what's the... I forget which one it was. It's like the third episode. Yeah. No. Code of Honor. It was pretty bad. That was Code a, of Honor actually was really that was bad. That, that was bad for. <laughs> that one was bad for like ethical reasons. Right. That was bad this for is... different reasons. This is bad because because all the actors they hired look so creepy. And <laughs> all of the all of the old people actors in this, I like the way they're interacting with these kids. Is like there's so they not much be interacting like with children. there's so much like let me stand behind this child and hold on to both of his shoulders or let me gently rest my hand on one shoulder while he's whittling his dolphin or whatever. Let me like, but yeah, and the the, the music is awful. Um, I yeah, it it start you we should have known what was coming. Because when it starts, this right here. What's your hurry, Harry? What's your hurry, Harry? Sorry. What's your hurry, Harry? It's like... And the dumb music that plays. Like, it's springtime on the farm. I was just... Harry! And there's some more alliteration coming up. I'm sorry if he bothered you. It feels like... No bother, Dr. Bernard. No bother, Dr. Bernard. Uh, What's your hurry, Harry? No bother, Dr. Bernard. Everyone needs an understanding of basic calculus, whether they like it or not. Oh, the whimsy. Um, it The soundtrack sounds like um, those like made-for-TV movies about fairy tales. Like, <sighs> it'd be like a Sunday night special, 
on like CBS or something. Yeah. And the cat is in Rachel's reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry for the yelling. It's all right. <laughs> he wants it's to not go. In the episode. Wants to go upstairs to bother the neighbor because he managed to get into the upstairs apartment. Oh. And there are all these smells that he hasn't finished smelling. Yeah. And eventually he'll give up and just go sit in his window. The. Which is what I knew would interest you. Look how the grim the grim. The epsilon minus system, sir. The what? Thank you, Captain. You're the right grin, the way everybody is grinning. What's so interesting about this system? Yeah, they're all excited Aldea. about. Tasha, I'm surprised you haven't heard the stories of Aldea, the wondrous, mythical world, like Atlantis of ancient Earth or Nineman of Xerxes Seven, advanced culture. Nineman of Xerxes Seven. Self-contained, peaceful, incredible technical sophistication, providing the daily needs of all the citizens, so that they could turn themselves over to art. Culture. Okay. Anyways, place? so tell me what you like about this episode because you like it more than I do. You're muted. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to keep some of the cat yelling out. Um. So, it's it's not that I think it's a good episode. It's that it's like part of. It's just part of it. Yeah. You know? Like it's mm -hmm. just part of Star Trek. Um, I like the parts with Wesley. I like where he's like leading the kids. Um, one of, I like the, uh, older woman and how she interacts with Wesley. Um, I like that the youngest kid in the group is like clearly just the child of somebody on the set. Because this kid cannot make eye contact to save her life. <sighs> She's just, like, constantly looking off, off screen at somebody carrying this, like, fucking tribble with a tail on it. <sighs> Wait, let's leave. Let's. We're going to we're going to cut to a commercial on that cliffhanger. What do you think? We're going to we're going to take a break. Okay. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about that tribble thing. All right. And we're back. And now, we now return to the podcast you were already listening to. You remember when they used to do that, like, after commercial breaks? Like, we now return to Star Trek. Anyway. Um, so, you were talking about, I pulled it up on screen. This... Yeah, I don't remember her name, but the little girl in, like, the red onesie situation. With the red hair. She... Um, she just, I feel like I, her, and then there's a couple kids who are just like clearly filler children. This, this girl, with like, the she, like, she looks so uncomfortable and sad for the whole episode. Yeah. Like that kid, that kid's like, I am a serious actor. This yeah, the, the boy tall child. boy who, like, has no lines. Yeah. And she's like, oh, God, please just let this be over. She's like, this dress thing is stupid. I'm wearing lipstick and blush. I don't... I fucking hate this. Yeah. She looks like her mom the made her do it. Right. You would be the leader. The custodian? 
The thing is, it's like a great plot. Like the plot is interesting. Like this group of people can't have children. They steal the kids off the Enterprise. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, But then you've got like Mark Twain here. This actor Uh, plays Mark Twain later. Right. Wesley, all of you have been chosen because you are special. The the way the rest of the children on the Enterprise are bullshit. By the way, we only wanted the white children. Right. So, all of you are white. I want to just mention that to you. Everyone on the planet is white. What's Everyone on the planet is white, and all the children we have are white. How are you getting them back? Toya, sit down. Don't give them <laughs> now we all There's a lot of the, like, not off. quite a mullet, but looks like a mullet, because the... Curly bangs are so intense. This couple, oh this couple. I fucking hate this couple. Is this the bo- guy that you texted me? Hate, 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 hate. I, it's the whole episode, Rachel. I hate the entire episode. I hate all of it. <laughs> the, but yeah, they this there's this couple. They're wearing like brown and sort of like lightly green, like green brown. And they kind of match. Just a lot of baby shit colors. Yeah, and their and their hair matches. They have the same like weird, curly shag mullet. They've got like some shallots going on, with a lot of gel. There's a big gel situation. This man has no eyelashes. That's also a thing. Um, Okay. All right. So rather than me shit on this episode for for a long time, what? I do like I it, Star Trek is about like I do like how they didn't completely villainize these people, you know? Right. Like that even Wesley's like I like them. They're trying to be nice. They're trying to like, you know, cultivate the society. I get it. Even like when Troy goes in our society children are highly valued like she was even trying to give them the benefit of the doubt like look like, you, you, i know well, your culture and, might be different and troy was like hey humans especially yeah like yeah yeah are all about their kids yeah which makes me really curious about like betasoid culture and children yeah i i, I yeah I, I maybe it's true but there were just no betazoids you know, right. so maybe that's why she was just saying humans. So, uh, um, I will say that. Uh, what else would you like to say? I, uh, yeah, I'm um, hogging up all the air here. So, the parts that I like about this episode are Wesley like being super curious and investigating like what the fuck is going on, right? Because um, they they let him be smart in this episode, and I like where. I like episodes where they let Wesley be smart. Hello, custodian. I am Wesley Crusher. Yeah, I'm trying to... Hang on, sorry. I'm trying to turn it down a little bit. The thing I find weird is how easily you can spy on everybody else. Um, So (laughs) I'm picturing this, like, small community just constantly watching each other get it on. Um, Bonobos do it. They're happy. Bonobos do do it. Um, spy on each other. This is the the one character that I like. Is this lady here? Because she's the only one that doesn't give off like major creep vibes. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, when I was younger, I liked the young blonde lady because she looked like my babysitter. The one that we see right at first. Yeah, the one with the like side pony. She is. She is very. She looks very attractive. I would say. I thought it was Jane Seymour at first. Mm. She has Jane Seymour vibes. Yeah. Um, and that side ponytail was pretty cool. Yeah. Custodian. Uh, um, but like, <laughs> fucking kid. Um, I love how all of their tools just like do whatever you're thinking. Yeah. 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 Um, and and the, the the wife of that weird couple is okay. She's better. The husband, super super creep vibes. And he keeps touching Harry's shoulders, and it just makes me really uncomfortable. I uh, can't stand it. Why did they think? Um, I'm seeing. Let's see if Memory Alpha gives us any, any little. Um, so that's Jerry Harden's first uh, appearance on Star Trek, the Samuel Clemens guy. Uh, <laughs> Mackenzie Westmore, daughter of makeup supervisor Michael Westmore, was featured as Rose. Yep, she later. Right. Yeah. Did Did you know <laughs> Wait, that, or did you just assume it? I just assumed it because of her like weird. Like, yeah, in Rose a... is oh. the one. <laughs> Rose is like... the one that we were just talking about with the weird dress, and she's she so looks very uncomfortable. She's the tallest of the look, maybe oldest of the kids. Yeah. Um. We must neutralize the Aldean shield. Uh, let's see. Uh... Also, I something I hadn't thought about until just now is, uh, you know, they. Um... Oh, hang on. Go back to the the screen with Netflix on it for a second. Data's face when he figures it out. That is another good moment in this. Did it just no, pass? No, not yet. I'm not aware of regulations. This part here. No data, neither am I. I see, sir. Oh. I see, sir. <laughs> Dr. Crusher, yep. please report to the bridge. Yep. And then you see Tosh in the background go like, yeah, that's right. We fooled him. We fooled him. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, um. Okay, well. I. What? One or two more thoughts, and then I'm pretty good on this episode, <laughs> to be honest with you. Totally fair. Totally fair. Um, one thing I always enjoy looking for in Star Trek is the food, how they portray alien food, like how much mm -hmm. is just like human fruit, like earth fruit. Mm -hmm. Like uh, later in the episode when the children are all on a hunger strike. Um, oh, right. They're in a hunger strike. and they're, Yeah. Ugh. It's called passive resistance. Oh, um, and the one lady brings them food, and um, <sighs> and some of it looks like real fruit, and some of it just looks like plastic shit. Right, right. Um, my favorite thing is when they use clearly earth fruit. I'm like, what is this? new fruit that I'm eating. It looks like a pineapple from Earth. Right. Yeah. But here it's a blah, blah, blah. The... Um, yep. Go ahead. So I think... 
part of what I like about this episode is not how I feel about watching it now, but it's how I felt watching it mm. as a kid. I was like, hell yeah, kids figured out, kids do it. Like there's a part where Crusher beams down and she sneaks Wesley, the little tricorder scanning device. And he's like, yeah, they're treating us like gods. Right. <laughs> it's great here while like scanning the lady behind her back. And I was like, he's so smart and clever and sneaky. I, I do like, yeah. I mean, I do like Wesley. I related, I re- related to Wesley when I was a kid. Um, I didn't like kid based. I didn't want to watch kid based things. I didn't want to like him to like do cool engineering stuff. Yeah. I want like, I, I think I had, I didn't like when I was watching a show. I think if I was think if I'm thinking about it, so I'm I'm like 10, 10 or eleven years old, and I'm watching this. Actually, I was probably nine, um, nine years old, whatever, watching this, and and to me, in my in my nine year old brain, this was the adult show that I was watching, and I was sophisticated because I was watching the adult show, and so. Sure when episodes like this where it's like we're gonna throw one to the kids because we're gonna show the kids that we're i'm like i don't know i'm part of pander to me yeah like i'm I'm part part of your adult viewing group yeah i'm i'm smart and i'm an adult Uh, you know like it i remember i was we this is like this is a roller derby topic tangent but i was i was trying to help um, a roller derby team in Florida. Like I was brainstorming ideas with my friend who was starting a junior team, like mm-hmm. for you know whatever younger than eighteen year olds, and all of the all of the names that they were coming up with were like like uh, like diminutive names, like mm-hmm. the little X Y Z. And I and I was thinking well, like like L L I L apostrophe. Yeah, not not quite that that bad, but you know mm-hmm. like like yeah. oh if it's dinosaur themed then we'll we'll call it the the I for, I forget what the iterations were you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. what I said to them what I said to my friend who was coming up with the stuff at the time I'm like if you're if think about this like if you're twelve years old. And you, you're on a roller derby team that's for under 18-year-olds. You want the coolest name. You don't want it to say um, the Blah Blah Juniors. Or you want to be the, like Tiger Raptors or something. Right. You want it to be like Laser Hawks. Like, like, oh, my God. Laser Hawk is a great team name. Yeah, like just something. That's what you want. You want it to. You you're want it to you're be cool doing, and tough. Yeah, you want to be cool and tough and and the exact opposite. Where every every other place in your life, people are like, "You're a kid. This is the this is a thing, but it's the it's the it's the little kid version of the thing." Um, right. Anyways, yeah. Um, do you want to see the joke at the end? I do. Can- I do like the joke on the end. It's contrived and it's stupid, but it makes me laugh. It's I and it's uh, they're, they're still trying I, to. Uh, uh, go go ahead. I talked over you. Uh, I enjoy Patrick Stewart looking uncomfortable. Is what it is. Yeah, I like. And in, in in this first season, they're still like, they're like Patrick. You're a grump, right? Like, let's make 
Patrick, let's make uh, Jean-Luc Picard a, a grump. And he's really not. Like, as, he's, the, as it keeps going, he's not a grump at all. Yeah, he's stoic and he's... Um, oh, what's the word? He's... he's um, I can't think of the word. But he's Captain Picard. Yeah. But he's, um, he's a lot warmer in following seasons. I remember reading a behind-the-scenes memoir by Will Wheaton. Mm-hmm. Talking about how he felt like the character of Captain Picard, <clears throat> excuse me, really took off once they let Patrick Stewart's natural warmth shine yeah. through a little bit more. Yeah, and um, because he's he's so gruff and like sharp with people in this first season, and it's like really back and forth. And he's he's a very private man, and like that makes sense to carry through. And he's a private man. And he keeps like his feelings to himself a lot of the time, um, but he's not without feelings, and he's not without the ability to connect to other human beings. Yeah. Oh, what I. As you were saying that, I just thought of something else. Mm-hmm. I think the way I would have liked this episode better is if they would have leaned less on the like, but we are old and we are dying and we want to convey our love for these children like if they leaned less on that and just made it more of a goofy episode but talking about that serious like oh they're dying from radiation and that's why and like you know like if they made it more goofy to where it was like some like physical gags with the kids or something or like or like you know like (laughs) just right be like here this is what children like right and then like like it's like this giant bouncy thing or right and they're like yeah yeah like what the fuck is this yeah uh, or you know show them well we here we let children do whatever they want you know and and then the kids the kids are doing something just like running around like destroying things yeah 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 (laughs) just like like, shredding their house and be like uh oh no Thank you for taking the children back. They all have lice and pink eye. <laughs> the last one is just shitting everywhere. Yeah. That's the resistance. Like, forget this past resistance. Oh, we're not going to eat. It's No, we are actively pooping on yeah. everything you own. <laughs> Musical instrument? I can only play sad stuff because I feel sad inside. Going to shit on it. Yeah. There's, uh, there's some way to make it like... Going to kick you the... in the face, old man. Yeah, there's some way to make it, like, the goofy side of TNG, you know? Anyway, so... Yeah, it could have been super hammy. And you're right, that would have made it a much better episode. Yeah. All right, so let's watch the gag at the end, and then what do you think? That call it after that? Yeah, that sounds good. Good parents. Wesley? Sorry, Kathy. That music. She just wanted to thank you for bringing her home to her mother. I feel like this, like, triple rat toy she has. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no. One of the mistakes they make with children of that age is making them play too young. Mm-hmm. Like, she's almost nonverbal. Right. And he, she hands him a little, a little sprig flower. of something. <laughs> Out of all this, flower. 
Yes, sir. Having them laugh sort is of good. Like, suppressing laughter, and then you see the toy stuck to the back of his uniform. Yep. And then they lose it. And that's that. That's that. That is that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that does it. Yeah, I feel like that's all there is to say. It's this first season. There's so many episodes that are just like a single plot, and they don't necessarily tell us a lot about the characters. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like we learn some stuff. We learn, you know, some things about Wesley, kinda. Mm-hmm. But. We learned that small children take calculus here. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we don't learn really anything about the characters or except that Riker likes mystery. Yeah. And that's about it. Well, there's someone at my door. So. Oh, no. Say the thing. Computer and program.